What's up, everybody? Uh, Micah here, Pastor Micah here. Um, Godspeak. We're excited that you tuned in for another episode of uh, Fireside Chat, episode 190. We've been doing this for 190 nights, um, and we're stoked to, to be here. Zoe Rachel, what's up, man? Howdy, howdy. <laughs> we have Zoe Rachel from Bronze Serpent Media. Um, just such an awesome, unique voice in the social, political, commentary world, and uh, we're blessed to have you, man. Thank you for being here. Blessed to be here, man. Thank you. Yeah. Amen. For sure. Right. Um, Zoe's black. Let's get that out of the way, because I feel like we got to say that. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I figured they would figure it out for themselves. Like, you <laughs> no, know, no, they would. Yeah. No, no, they will. Man. Give well, me well, we're talking about melanin, man. Give me my shout out. So, Rick's over here. So, he's white. He's white. He's white. So we have black. We have, and we got mulatto <laughs> right there. So we have, pa- we have Pastor Rick here to be um, racially sensitive, because in today's day and age, I truly believe that middle-aged white males are the most discriminated against uh, out there. So, so welcome, Rick. Everybody's cancel culture. They're just trying to take my voice. I can't speak. I have no merit. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. wasting air. Well, welcome. We're, we'll give you a voice <laughs> Thank here. Thank you. That's right, man. So, uh, again, thanks for being here. Uh, Pastor Rob's out with uh, Charlie Kirk. He is mm-hmm. just um, tearing it up. They're out um, trying to convince uh, not, not just politicians, but pastors to get involved mm-hmm. and uh, pastors to engage the culture um, and that's what we're all about here uh, at Godspeak is engaging the culture, mm-hmm. uh, not just to be a part of it, but to, um, to change it, to transform it for, for the glory of Jesus. So mm-hmm. we're excited to do that. Um, Zoe, you have a huge influence in that. Zoe, you've been on um, so many different, <laughs> different things. You've been on O'Reilly Factor. You've been on BET. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they let you on there. <laughs> oh, it was because of Buck. <laughs> <laughs> BET. Um, I saw you do How I got off of there is what you know, it's like, you know, <laughs> they let me leave. It's like, what are you on? <laughs> Coming like, in here with that nonsense? Seriously. Uh, but you, you're also a fascinating uh, da- Daily Wire uh, Father's Day special with mm. Ben Shapiro mm-hmm. smoking cigars <laughs> <laughs> on, on live TV. That, that, I was super blessed by that, too. So you've been, you've been, you've been all, all over the place, man. And so I'm blessed that you would call... Um, call God speak worthy of, of coming out and driving down. For, oh, likewise, man. I'm, I'm grateful that y'all contacted yeah. me. So um, this is cool because, Rick, you're brand new to all this. Not Well, not. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm uh, wet behind the ears. That's right. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit today. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of different stuff. Okay. But, but we're going to talk about a little bit about civil disobedience. And Rick, you, Rick, you've You've dove into it, and you're just, I, I'm so stoked on some of the stuff that the Lord has been showing you. Um, quick little update, if you guys didn't know yet, that uh, Ventura County has now been, um, we've been christened as the red, into the red zone, so churches are allowed to open at 25% capacity or 100 people, whichever is less, which is very interesting, mm. uh, whichever is less. And so a lot of churches around here, We'll be opening up to that capacity uh, that really doesn't... I, I missed it. I was like three days late on that announcement because it doesn't really change what we're doing here. Yeah. We're just continuing to do what we're doing. Um, so that's a, a little political climate update. Uh, we just finished a voter guide today, so we're going to have that ready on Sunday for you guys to grab just so you guys are encouraged to go and vote uh, November 3rd. Uh, yeah, uh, that's kind of it. You guys, I have the the... The live chat open over here, so if you have any good questions, I'll ignore bad questions, but if you have any good questions, uh, please post them up. Um, I, got, I think we've got 100 people hanging out now, so um, let's get into it. Uh, the, Lord, the Lord's put a lot on, on your heart, and um, you, have, you have the most amazing uh, testimony behind the name of your, uh, your, your media group, which is Bronze Serpent Media, and if you share, if you could just share with everyone what, how you got that name, and I think that will uh, totally open up everyone's eyes to what you're about because it's beautiful. Oh, thanks, so welcome and, and go for it. All right, all right. Well, you know, my my approach has been kind of like the sneaky Jesus approach. Amen. You know, so it's, you know, it's something you don't want it to be too on the nose. It's like, okay, well, how can how can we, uh, you know, kind of get away from it? And for lack of a better word, you know, kind of like the cliche, yeah. you know, you know, ministry kind of, you know, uh, titles and stuff like that. And so, you know, going through my studies, you know, I I, I came across, uh, you know, uh, the bronze serpent. 
And I was like, okay. And then delving into it, you know, because it not only, it not only asks for a bronze serpent, but it's it specifically a venomous serpent. It's like, man, what's up with that? It's like, why, why are we going to do that? So, you know, we see, uh, you know, long story short, you see the picture of Christ in it just as it's, it's explained, uh, you know, in, in uh, uh, 3, 14 through 16, just as the serpent was held. I was like, okay, we got this relationship with the picture of Christ here. But, you know, it's showing that, you know, Christ also being the lamb. And so mm-hmm. why would he depict him as a serpent? But you, you're going to have to have that serpent because you're going to need the venom. Right. You're going to have the lamb so you can process that venom to make the anti-venom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're looking at, you know, the lamb with the authority to forgive sins, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I'm just trying to wrap this up really quick. No, so, no, it's good. And um, so I'm like, man, you know, I'm like looking at that. It's like, wow, you know, it, because people are looking for, they, they, they love sensationalism, mm. you know, and a lot of times people are looking for answers in the dark. Right. And this is kind of like a dark depiction. And people are like, well, isn't the serpent, isn't that Satan, isn't the darkness and stuff like that? It's like, well, if you got a lot of people out there who are looking for answers in the dark and we're expected to be salt and light. Well, OK, there's no excuse for you to not find the Lord here. If you're looking in the dark and you're looking in, into sensationalism and whatever it is that you're trying to find, uh, looking for truth. Uh, it's like, OK, well, let's 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 play with that then. You know, the Lord is giving you something for that. And there's no excuse to not see it. Yeah, Totally. I love it. And so we got the bronze serpent and then you do, you do a lot of other, um, you, you have a lot of different channels inside your channel, right? Sure. So sure. you got bronze serpent media as a, as an umbrella, but then in that, in, in the spirit of really amazing names, you have the, the your name is Zoe, you yep. go by Zoe, uh-huh. uh, you got the Zopium den, right? Mm-hmm. House of the Anti-Fuddy-Duddy Bible Study. <laughs> Anti-Fuddy-Duddy. Love that. So what's, what's the impetus behind Zopium? Like, cause that's your name and then you got opium. So what, what, cause it, it kind of goes along with the sensationalism, what, what the culture wants and what sure. we're going to give them instead. Well, it, along with it being a play on my name, Zo, uh, you know, it's a play on the, on the adage of uh, religion being the opiate of the masses. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, so the Zopium den, let's just come on in and let's load up the holy hookah man and, and get it <laughs> and just drag deep in the mind blowing word of God, you know, <laughs> but you know, it's not an endorsement of pharmakia. It's not right, that. Right, right, it's like, totally. but it, we got a culture that just they're they're looking for escapism and stuff like that it's like okay you will come in here and you will find that there is no high like the most high Mm -hmm. you know that's that's what we're coming down to and um and we're gonna find that you know because people you know are they're they're looking for whatever religious practice and it doesn't matter it could be it could be a christian based religion it could be uh paganism it can be you know whatever sort of self-medicating or philosophy thing that they're Mm going to do to try to to maintain this practice Come in and realize that the Lord himself is the freedom from religion foundation. Mm. He's the one who sets us free. Amen. It's like you're not, he's, he says, I am the way to true life. He didn't say religion is the way to true life. He says, I am the way. Let's get to know him, mm. right? And when you get to knowing him, he's going to rock you. He's going to boogie on your brain, man. He's, he's going to let you know, you know, like what's going on. I said, let's do that. Yeah. And let's just go by it, man. Just chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Just, just soak it up, man, and uh, and and he'll reveal him ways himself to you in just ways that's gonna, you know, it's out of this world. Man. I love it. So the Zopium Den is, um, a kind of a a channel on your or a playlist on your YouTube mm-hmm. where you go through the Word of God. That's right. And then you have another another playlist, right? Called. The Zoloft. Zoloft. Yeah, yeah. It's like, man, Zo, you sound like really narcissistic, man. What's up with you? Everything has to be about you and your name. Right, right, right. Your, your fake name, maybe. <laughs> so well, everybody, with, no, yeah. everybody's always thought my name was fake, man. Like, right, right, that's right. one of the reasons why I'm always playing with my name. It's right. like Alfonso. It's like, I used to get teased about my name, man. It's like Alfonso Rachel. Man, you ain't no Alfonso Rachel. I don't even fit. You got a Spanish first name. You got a, you know, whatever that name white is. White girl, white girl, girl last name. Jewish last name. It's like, you know, what's up with that? You know, so I'd have to go into my history and it's like, you know what? Let's just make this short. My name is Zoe. Zoe. You know if it's better. Uh, so what's, what's uh, Zoloft about? The Zoloft is uh, it's my place for uh, chuckle therapy, man. In a, in a, you know, it's like I point out, um, you know, the absurdities of, uh, you know, leftward thinking, uh, godless thinking, uh, you know, tr- not trying to necessarily, you know, poke fun at these people. It's like, look, it's like, but it ends up there. It ends up there because <laughs> it already lends itself to right, it. Right. You they know, make it really hard. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> I, easy, I just go I with say. it, you know, for sure. And it's another, you know, it's another me just playing around with drugs again. Right. And you know, I said the Zoloft, okay, it's supposed to be a mood enhancing drug. So, okay, let's do something a little bit more natural here. So you totally. know? <laughs> let's, you know, let's do that. Totally. You know, um, Rob, did, he, Rob preached this amazing sermon on, uh, depression and, 
you know, antidepressants and, mm. and ph- pharmaceuticals mm. and, you know, how the culture, we, we have a culture and granted, like, if you take antidepressants, like, just hear me out. Like, I'm not trying to mm. condemn anybody. Um, but the Lord created our bodies in a way where we feel depressed sure. and we feel pain mm. and we feel uh, anxiety and we feel these things and they're for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. You're, it hurts when you put your hand on the stove because you got to take your hand off the stove. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, it is, like, it's cute, it's funny, and it's, it's nice, but it, it, it means something, right? Sure. The, the fact that we're replacing that, we're replacing where I would run to an, an opiate. You know, mm-hmm. I'm running to Jesus. You know, right. when I would run into something to, to relax me so that I may be able to fall asleep, like, mm-hmm. I'm running to Jesus, and, and he's the one that, that takes that stuff Right. From me, and so I, I love the creativity, man. Oh, well, thank it. you. Yeah, thank it's really you. cool. Yeah, it's it's definitely not making light of anybody's no. uh, emotional. But you know, the thing is, is uh, and we have these remedies, yeah, so to speak. You know, and the Lord gives people talents to be able to heal. For sure. You know, and and if you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna be in the counsel of a physician or something like that, it would be great. And this is really sacrilegious to say, right. you know, according to the culture that we're in right now. But it'd be great if you're if the person that you're um, you know in counsel with concerning your health, your mental health, your emotional health, is also in counsel with the Holy Spirit. Because the thing is, you want to get through your depression, you're going to need a foundation. Mm. You know, that way you're not dependent on the pharmacia, you're not dependent on the prescription or whichever, you're not dependent on your doctor per se, you're not dependent on any other factor that you think is going to make an escape from you from your, your pain. Amen. You know, the bottom line is that the Lord is your refuge. Now from there, let's mm. go ahead and start your treatment. Amen. Well, our emotions, really speaking to what Micah was saying, that on your dashboard of your car, mm. Uh, you have what we call idiot lights, right? If your oil light comes on or or this or that. And that's the way our emotions are. Mm -hmm. When something goes off and and it's really easy, I don't know about you guys, before I came to Christ, when I didn't know what to do with my emotions, I just tried to drown them. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I drank more alcohol, mm-hmm. I did more drugs, yeah. right. and I tried to stay busy so that I right. I could just push out because when I was silent, mm-hmm. everything came flooding in. Mm-hmm. And okay. I had to deal with myself. Yeah. And uh, it's very much like the psalmist when he said, why are you downcast, O my soul? He's talking to himself. And, yeah. and I tell people, if, if you want to get spiritually healthy, you got to learn how to talk to yourself mm-hmm. in the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> right? Why are you downcast? I don't know why I'm down. I, you know? Know. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. it's a, a, you're a little bit, uh, it, it may seem a bit schizophrenic, yeah. but it really you're, you're trying to preach to your own soul in, yeah. in that regard. And sometimes I have to say something to myself out loud, which seems strange right. uh, to get my attention about the emotional pain. Why am I, why am I in this place? That's mm. so important. Yeah. And I think that's a, a really cool that, cause that's, you're, you were sharing your testimony with us before we, we went live and you were sharing how, when you gave your heart to the Lord, it was, it was kind of that moment, right? Where mm. you were just like, I don't know what I'm doing, but whatever it is, it sucks. <laughs> and like coming to that realization and the enemy is doing everything he can mm. to get you to not come to that place. Right. Every piece of uh, distraction, every mm-hmm. piece of, whether it's physical or mental or spiritual, mm. he's trying to distract you so that you don't get into that headspace where you're just sitting there by yourself and the only person that's influencing your brain is yourself and the Lord. Yeah. And you're like, uh-oh. Like, yeah. I don't have this thing figured out. Right. Uh, and there's no Band-Aid to, to cover it up. So mm. that's, that's really cool. Yeah, it definitely needs a, a hand up from the Lord to get over your own ego. Yeah. You know, it's like you're you just in this hole, man. Yeah. It's just you're surrounded by your ego and you just need to be able to bust it down. And, you know, and then you come to find, you know, it's like, wow, why didn't I learn this earlier? Because the Lord is telling you there's a way that seems right to a man and it leads to death. Totally. It's like you're killing everything, man. You're going to kill uh, employment. You're going to kill your relationships. You're going to kill, you know, um, you know, your emotional state, you know, these things, it's just death, yeah. you know, and the Lord's like, lean on me for understanding. And it's like, okay, okay. You know, I wish I wasn't so hard headed, but all right. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, speaking, speaking of uh, <laughs> emotions and, and maybe a little bit of anger in there, you got a, mm. you have a band. I do, right? <laughs> but it's good mood metal it's though, man. It's good. <laughs> That's what it's <laughs> people, so people probably racially profile you as like a rap artist. But you're not. <laughs> I, I, I've caught that. Or, or at best, sometimes reggae. It's right. like, oh, do you play reggae? You're like, it's like, no. Like, no you're, you're like, do you see the converse? <laughs> I play metal music. Play metal, right? So what's the name of your band? 20 Pound Sledge. 20 Pound Sledge. Yeah. 
And what's, what's, the, what's behind that name? Because I know every name has to have something behind it. You know, that actually goes back to when I was talking about that, that you know, that wall of my ego. I, I was working, um, I was doing some construction, man. I was doing a little bit of demolition work, you know, tearing down this wall. Mm. I had the sledgehammer in my hand, man. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> I, there's got to be, I, and I just related it to that. I said, man, I got, I got to break down my ego, man. I'm, I'm mm. just way too full of myself, you know. It wasn't because I was doing construction. Construction is fine. It's just, it's just the point in my life. I was like, man, this is just something's not right. So I figured, man, if I could just smash down this wall that's my ego, yeah. you know, maybe, you know, maybe I'll find the answer on the other side of it, and that's the Lord. You know, and that was a process itself, you know, that, that led to, like, you know, that full-on, you know, come-to-Jesus moment, you know, where it's like— uh, you know, I, I, I can't stop fooling around with this anymore. I'm, I'm hurting people. Right. Um, but I associated it with that. That's and cool. I was like, oh, you know, because, you know, when you got a 20-pound sledgehammer isn't that, you know, it's not light. Right. right? Oh, no. So it's you know, that one thing where it's like you really got to lift yeah. this thing up, man, to start swinging it. And it's like trying to move your ego. Your mm. ego is just this heavy thing, you know. Yeah. And um, so, you know, doing that. And, cool. uh, and then a, 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 a friend of mine who would, who would watch our shows, come to our shows, they um they sent me a passage uh, Isaiah forty one fifteen mm-hmm. and I was like oh man that's just you know talk about icing on the cake you know it's like um I will I will make you a, a threshing sledge new and sharp mm. you know and I will use you to pulverize the mountains and, and level the hills to chafe and I was like wow I'll keep it that's I'm really with cool it. <laughs> that's really cool so you guys can find. Uh, Twenty pound sledge music. Uh, you can find all, and we're gonna we're gonna jump in. I just want I just I'm stoked at how many different avenues the Lord is using you in, and how you have you have so many different uh, channels that that you that you swim in. And so, uh, bronzeservantmedia.com, and you guys can find all that stuff. And the links in the bio, uh, uh, the links in the the bio, links in the description of this video. So go there, please, please go there. You're Twitter account's active. YouTube channel's active. So go there. Don't and leave out his acting. Right? Act- He's acting also. I didn't even know you are an actor. What? I play an actor sometimes. You pl- <laughs> <laughs> so I just didn't want to leave it off the table. He's, hey. he's got like the creative arts exploding out of him. Dude. Right? That's so cool. The Zoe man is uh, overflowing. Yeah. Yeah. Is that great? Zoe's a drummer. I am a drummer. And so uh, you might see him on a Sunday morning behind the kit maybe. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I'm with it, man. I'm going to hold you to that. (laughs) For sure. Uh, So, you know, I was, I was totally stalking you on all your different social media platforms and YouTube. And, and I, I, I came across the last, um, and this, this, this is probably going to be the meat of our discussion. Mm. Uh, the, the last thing that, that you did on Zopium Den Mm. was Romans 13. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought that it was so ordained that, you know, you started Romans in your in this uh, on this playlist on YouTube. You started it Romans one back in April, mm. and it's or it's just it's to me a crescendo to this point where it's like Romans thirteen. We find ourselves here, mm. um, and and what we talked about a little bit is how this is the this is the the lefts. The left's verse. Yeah, they like <laughs> this, that. One. They like this one <laughs> because it gives it it gives them power, and it mm. gives it it makes their the way that they view the world make a little bit more sense to them, and mm. they can take it out of context and sure. use it to justify um, a lot of different things. Mm. And people um, that have been accusing us of um, murdering the community and being negligent in our opening of the church, um, they use this verse all the time. They're like, mm. yeah, but what about Romans 13? Aren't you supposed to do every single thing that the government says? Mm. And you're like, you're like uh, so you read, you read the words, but did you like really think about what the words meant? Mm. And did you think about the application? And so this was the last, I mean, you went for like an hour and a half on this topic. And so I, I think it would be cool. I want to open it up because everyone's heard Everyone, everyone's heard Pastor Rob's and mine, our take on Romans 13 and how we decipher it. And I would, I would love to hear, you know, your heart, your heart and what the Lord's speaking to you in regards to that. Because it's so, it's so easy to find yourself in what we kind of quote as an echo chamber. Mm. But sometimes that echo chamber is truth. Sure. And so I just love that you're from uh, cities away um, you're, you're, you're a different skin color than Pastor Rob. <laughs> so like, let's just, I want to hear what the Lord put, has put on your heart. And it's not going to be the exact same thing, which is so cool. Um, so tell us a little bit about your take on Romans 13 and, uh, and how it relates to civil disobedience and, 
And uh, what would you say to those that throw Romans 13 at us as a church uh, when we're, we're not, we, we feel like we're not disobeying anybody, we're just obeying God? Sure, sure. Man. Uh, well, this, you know, when Paul you know, kicks this thing off, man, he, he lets us er- know earlier on, I'm speaking to those who know the law. Mm. You know, that's, that's the thing. You get. It's like, I'm not speaking to those who just know a chapter or a verse. I'm speaking to those who know the law. And with that, you have to be able to square even that chapter up with the rest of the law. And of course, you're going to have the status that really like this um, because they think that from there, because of their uh, popular vote, that they can go ahead and deem what God has already ordained. It's like, no, that's obsolete. And we can go ahead and put in what we want. Once again, Paul is saying, I'm speaking to those who know the law. When we talk about, like sometimes the, the Bible will uh, mention the word God or gods, right? It's not just in a, in a deistic sense. Mm-hmm. It's also in the sense of authority, your, your, your governing authority. Well, when you have a state that assumes that it can put in laws that are contrary to what God says, the commandments not only say thou shalt have no other gods before you, the commandments say you shall not let anyone make you submit to any other gods. Mm. That's the full breakdown of it. So we're being put in a position where the state can take um, policy that is at odds with God and we're made to have to submit to these things. So we're actually not supposed to do that according to, you know, to what Paul has even told us. I'm speaking to those who know the law. Mm. So that's what, you know, these are things that we're not supposed to do. This disobedience that they're talking about, it's, it's actually not disobedience. We, we're actually supposed to be the ones on the front line uh, with these things. I think, you know, when this thing kicked off, uh, you know how they try to call us anti-science and stuff like that. It's like, yep. look at these, 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 uh, these outlaws against what it is that, you know, we're talking about and, right. and they're anti-science. It's like, no, 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 y'all don't understand. We're not anti-science because we serve the omniscience, yeah. the all-science, Right? He is the all science. So how are you going to tell us that we're anti-science? Right. And all those things that you guys told us and that you're trying to sue, you know, these churches for and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. How are you going to tell us uh, that, that you're going to do that uh, when you guys were the ones who made fun of us for what it is that we're doing? Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you guys are the ones running around like religious zealots, washing your hands, quarantining and stuff like that. Wasn't it the word of God that told us it is like, look, uh, if you're feeling kind of sick, Go see the priest, chill out for about seven days. Right. Return, if, he's, if you're still not feeling right, right. 14 days. Totally. I didn't tell you to do an all stop, right. but we already had the ordinance on these things. We should have been as a church, be like, look, man, we, we was already doing this. Right. We was already making sure, look, look, look and, and priestly order, yeah, we washing our hands. Right, right. You know, we, we getting, our, you know, washing our foots and stuff like that to make sure that where we're walking, we're always mindful, you know, of each other's space and all that sort of stuff. You know, so we was already doing that while y'all was calling us superstitious nuts, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And now you guys are being the Pharisees about it. That's good. Mm. That's really good. Um, The, the, I I was sharing with you guys a little bit and I I didn't really plan on, I didn't really plan on saying it, but I'm going to say it. And I'm, I kind of had this like struggle today as, so I'm, I missed, like I said earlier, I missed, I missed the announcement that we got into the red zone. Because it doesn't change anything for me. Mm. Um, I'm not just like waiting for the government to tell me when I can go mm. to church. So I'm not, it didn't morph the way that I viewed anything. So I just kind of, I stopped even caring about what they say. I mean, we're, we're already in a lawsuit. We're already getting sued. We're already getting fined. We're already in trouble. So whatever. Like we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. And then I saw, you know, the... Um, that we're in the red zone, churches can open up, uh, we're getting there, but still uh, 25% or 100 or whatever is less. And I had this wrestling in my spirit because I'm, there was something in me that just still, as I should be excited that churches are, are like, are up and going and, and they're getting there and they're getting close. There was something in me that was like, why, like, oh, why am I, why am I still kind of, like bummed about that. Why am I still kind of bummed? And um, and and it, it it's good. It's a good thing that churches can meet again. Mm-hmm. Um, but my my fear, and I know that fear is it's not from the Lord, and the, uh, God hasn't given me a spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, but just in my flesh, you know, I'm I am always afraid that it's just a band aid. That if if I can tell you no, and then you know we look at uh, rules for radicals, and you see that. You, you, you give them, I forget the, the, one of the steps is that you, you, you let them, you let them have a little bit 
mm. but you, you do it in a way to where they never have confidence in what you give them. And so as, as it, it, it kind of, it frightens me if I'm just being honest when government can say, no, 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 no. Yes, here's a little bit. And everyone's like, yay, yes, here's a little bit. Mm. And then like the next thing, like maybe the next thing is, no, actually a little bit too much. And then they're like, okay, here, here's all of it. And they're like, yes, finally. And they're like, no, no, no. So there's, there's part of me that's excited that churches are, are having the ability to meet again in mm-hmm. person. Sure. All of me is excited about mm-hmm. that. But then there is a part of me that's like, I just don't want us to find ourselves in this position again. Um, so, Rick, maybe you want, to, you want to talk some sense into me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just asked you when we were having this conversation yeah, yeah. earlier, and I trying to hear your heart about that and, and just processing with you, uh, just what did you feel about that? Did, were you feeling like there was a disappointment, almost a, a half-hearted excitement for where I'm opening? Because I think deep down, because of your radical heart, yeah. You really wanted them to bust out with all of us full blown. Right, totally. And because they're just coming piecemeal, you feel a little disappointed yeah. in the overall body of Christ that is not um, all in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I, that's what I was sensing. And yeah. I don't know that that was accurate, but. No, no, that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that all of us want to have that. Uh, mm-hmm really be on fire. And we know that there's a complacency. And this is my Mm. great fear of really getting baptized into the Californian experience. I'm (laughs) I'm from Idaho and we're, we're rednecks with guns and no masks. (laughs) Right, right, right. And if we're going to go worship, we're just going to go do it. And this uh, place is terrifying. Yeah. So this is, this is, but part of me, when you have that kind of freedom all the time and independence Mm -hmm. and uh, a, a, a state that their rules are a conservative in nature. They mm-hmm. line very close with what my heart is mm-hmm. as a Christian. And coming here, it almost means, I've got to put on my army boots. It right. made me want to you know, stand up mm-hmm. because there's something here to contend for the faith. Right. There's something here that there's a, there's a fight. And I know that there's, this is the first year that more people are going to leave the state of California than mm. are coming into mm. the state of California. Yeah. And uh, whether it's actors moving out of the state, Ben Shapiro and his team are moving to Nashville. Wow. And uh, they're getting out. And uh, um, I think they're invited their team anyway. I know Ben's going. And, mm. and he's been very public about that. Uh, even Elon Musk, who has yeah. uh, to, his business to take it to Texas. Right. And yet there's Christians that, and I know some Christians are leaving too. This is the funny thing. Everybody's going to Idaho. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they're like, why are you coming to California? Right, <laughs> because, right. I feel like, is there not a cause? Mm, I mean, there really is a cause. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think that what I see in you and what I see in Rob, and Rob's really leading the way for this fellowship anyway, with his passion that's bringing two things together. I was a pastor for 30 years and I left politics alone. You know what I mean? I would tell the people, we would have voters guide, let's pray Mm. and vote. And they knew my heart. I would go through, this is what we're looking for in a candidate. And it only lined up with one. Every time there's election. Which which is actually, especially here in California, even mm. that is like, oh my gosh, you would do that? So like, I know you say you step out out of politics, but still. It was very subtle. But here I just feel like I see the wisdom in Rob bringing culture, bringing... The church stepping into the public square, very much like what you're doing, Zoe. I mean, you are trying to be salt and light uh, under the umbrella of multiple ways. You're like, well, if, if uh, you know, the giggles and chuckles don't get you with so lot, we're going to go for the, the music uh, angle. The, exactly, you know, whatever it is. And um, so I just think it's really important for what we're talking about and that issue. For and sure. Romans 13, what he was, you know, uh, in the middle of. And I, I, if, if I may also, I Please. think one of the things that's, uh, that might be kind of rubbing you the wrong way about that is that um, those who are, you know, keeping us from, you know, having our fellowships and stuff like that, these are people, you know, they love the First Amendment, man. They, mm-hmm. they, they, they invoke the First Amendment all the time and, and totally abuse it. And, but they, 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 they leave out the fact that the first right of the First Amendment is the right to free religious exercise. Yeah. You know, that's the thing that they leave out. It's like, you know, we're supposed to be able to free, and with the church, and, and the thing that, you, you know, maybe about these churches that are, oh, we're happy to open up for 25%. It's like, well, if we, if, we, if we take a look at the churches, you know, some of the churches, Protestant roots, mm-hmm. um, well, 
Protestant, as in protest. We have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have, the, we have the right to protest. Yeah. We have the right to go to church. Yeah. You know, so, you know, when you have all these people out there who are enjoying this peaceful protest that they're doing and they're not being held to all these standards and stuff like that. It's like, how come it is that you guys are letting these people go out and protest, mm. but these Protestant roots of the church our roots in protest are being infringed upon. There's a gross double standard here. So. It is. And, and that's the reason why we got to where we were. It was, you know, May 31st. And we were like, I mean, we were closed for 11 weeks. And, and I hate saying it, but we were. And, and there was 11 weeks where we stood here on stage with no one in the building. And under, under the, the assumption that if we don't do this, we're putting people in danger. And so we, we didn't know all the data. We didn't have all the information. And as it started to roll in, not only did the data not make sense anymore, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the double standard that you mentioned with the BLM protests were just absolutely absurd. Yeah. And you just go, wait a second. And even now to this day, when it's like, I can sit right next to somebody to go travel to Hawaii and have fun with my family... Mm-hmm. In a in an airplane with circulate recirculated air, but I can't sit next to my family member in church and worship Jesus. Yeah, and and that's the double standard. And and actually, the I would love to hear um, kind of your your thoughts on like BL, the BLM riots in mm-hmm. uh, as an organization and the difference between it all. Um, because you know me as. Um, I'm half black. I don't even, I didn't even tell you this. I'm half black. My, my dad is black and my mom, my dad is black as you can get. My mom's as white as you can get. And, uh, it, I turned Milano and my kids are a quarter black. Um, and it's something that I, that I always say is the most racist thing you could tell me as, as a black American is how to be black. Like, like you think that you guys, like, as a white. You ain't black. Right. Exactly. You ain't black. (laughs) Who said that? Oh, yeah. you, <laughs> Isaac's back there laughing because we, uh, we're just, we're meme, we love memes. And so it's like, as soon as you can fit in, you ain't black, the, the best. Uh, but yeah, so, but uh, what, share a little bit about that. Cause you're on BET and I didn't even watch your BET interview. Right. Uh, me, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> no, cause the irony is that here's, I'm on BET. And, you know, it's kind of, like, hard to not be astonished, man. I try to, you know, I I try to put on a cool facade and all that sort of stuff. It's kind of hard to be astonished. When you have uh, a panel, right, they they brought in their heavy hitters and and me, the one guy, against, you know, affirmative action. And... um, you know, and they're, and they're lecturing about diversity. And I'm like looking out in the audience and I'm like, what diversity? There ain't no diversity in here. None. Right. And, you know, I'm being lectured about diversity and I'm, and I'm, I'm listening to them like talk about how, how we need affirmative action. You know, you got to have, we have to have affirmative action. And I'm like, and I'm thinking the whole time, man. But like I said, you know, it's like, you know, you're there and I'm like, how do you guys believe this stuff? You're thinking that all these Negroes in here need <laughs> affirmative action. Right. But how about you, man? Did you need it? Totally. No, man, I didn't need it. I'm talented. I'm good at what I do. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you can't tell them that they needed it, but everybody else in here needs affirmative yeah. action. Like, okay, none, nobody in here is going to actually admit to in needing it. Totally. But you think we all do. Yeah. Okay. And the, um, the, the interview that, not, not interview, but the, the video podcast that you did with Ben Shapiro mm. uh, on, with The Daily Wire um, you, it was about, it was about fatherhood uh-huh. and, um, what it means to be a father. And it was really cool to mix of people that were in the interview because not all of them were Christian. Um, and the, I see the biggest, the, the biggest thing that, that is plaguing the, the black community mm. is fatherlessness and, and how they don't have that, um, I mean, the percentage is, is crazy. The percentages of black kids that are born into to households without, without fathers. Mm. Um, and, you know, you, you talk about how um, the, it, we have to teach our, our kids, our men, to be gentlemen. Mm. And how, um, you know, I, it's a funny story that my wife would hate that I share because it, it's kind of violent. But my son, I have a six-year-old son and a, a three-year-old daughter, and they, 
this was probably a year ago. So they, they share, they have a bunk bed, and sometimes Sissy, we call Liberty Sissy, she sleeps on the bottom bunk, and Oliver sleeps on the top bunk. And she, she's a, she bugs him. She's just like, she annoys him. And he's just trying to sleep. And like, he sleeps. He's he got this, the sleep gene that my wife has. He could sleep all day. And so, so, uh, so Liberty's bugging him. She keeps crawl, like walking up the ladder. And so I, I, I'm in my bed trying to sleep. And then I just hear screaming, like just blood curling screaming. And Liberty comes running, running in. Oh, Oliver punched me in the face. And I'm like, no, like Oliver is the sweetest kid. He's perfect. Like never, he, he's, there isn't a disobedient <laughs> bone in his body. Um, and he cut. And so I, I, I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean Oliver punched you in the face? He, he like, no way. So, so I go in there and, and I go in and I, I, I like, Oliver, like what happened? And he's like, well, she's trying to come up in, in the top bunk. And, and I was like, okay, so like, what'd you do? And he just goes, I punched her in the face. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I, just, I, I, I punched her in the face. And it was this moment where I was like, okay, boys are violent and they're designed to be protectors. But they need to be taught, taught. Mm. instructed mm. in mm. what to do with mm. that violence mm. and what to do with the, the protector that, that in common grace we're, men are born with. Mm. And, but our sin nature, nature takes over and it's like a superpower. You know, it's like any cliche superhero movie where you have this superpower as a man, mm. but you have to be taught what, what to do with it. Mm. And like listening to your wife's testimony, yeah. your wife has been... Her, her past was devastated by men who took mm. the, the authority that God in his common grace blessed them with and completely abused it mm. and used it for evil. Yeah. And um, in that interview that you did with the Daily Wire, you said something amazing, and it's, it's being a, a man, being manly compared to what? Or to what standard? What is your standard? Because to just be ma- a man, mm. and that's what I thought was so cool because you're sitting in a group full of people that aren't necessarily Christian. Some of them were, um, but some of them were not. And it's easy to sit around a circle and be like, yeah, yeah, just got to teach your men to be men, to be men, right? Men to be men. It's like, yeah, but what does that mean? You mm. know what I mean? It's, mm. I, I was just stoked. I was inspired by, by that. Well, thanks, man. A, a man to what standard? A man to what standard? Is, and, you know, and, and that, that's one of the narratives today, like... And, and, for, for your initial mm. question when it comes to, um, you know, being fathers, you yeah. know, the, the lack of fathers. I think that right now that's, that's a pretty, um, you know, if, if I may, uh, may. I, I take that more of as a, as a leftist narrative. Right. You know, uh, the lack of fathers. I think that's mm-hmm. something that they really have taken on. I know conservatives do too. Yeah. But I think uh, the, the ones leading the charge on that is, is, um, is the left. Because yeah, the, the please, bottom, please explain that. Because yeah. I, haven't, I haven't heard a lot of that. It's, it's not a lack of fathers that's mm-hmm. our problem. It's a lack of husbands. Mm. It's wow. a lack of husbands oh, in the order, Dude, that's in so the good. priestly order that's of the so Lord. Good. That's what's missing. I will never say that the same again. Right? It's, <laughs> it's so good. Because the thing is, man, anybody could be a father. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, and and, that, and when, you, when you have that, it unhooks a lot of accountability. And then once again, a father according to what? And then when you just have people, and, that, and that's what they're putting out there. Be a father. Don't mm. forget to be a father. It's like, no, don't forget to be a husband. You yeah. know, we need that. And then you have what you end up having is if you just have a father, well, where's the importance for the wife? Con- contrary to this full feminist narrative that, that women are supposed to be so important, right? They don't need to be, t- but I mean, they're important in that they don't need to be taken care of and looked after and all that sort of stuff. You know, we could take on the world, we could do whatever a man can do in heels and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> you know, but where is the value? It's like, look, man, that's why you have a lot of knuckleheads, even, you know, who growing up. And I'm not judging. I was raised by a single mom and stuff like that. And you will have this lack of value for a, a female because you didn't learn the example. You know, where, where, was, where was my mom at? Why did you leave her? You know, uh, sometimes I get on a, like, you know, even with the black community, a lot of single, you know, um, single moms out there, young and stuff like that. And, and I'm hearing this, this pro-black narrative, narrative, black lives matter. And my black queen, my baby, well, if she's your black queen and she matters so much, why didn't you stay with her? Why did you leave her? Why did you abuse her? You know, I don't want to hear nothing about this whole black queen. I love my black women and stuff like that. I guess you do. Cause you've got like five and six of them. You know, right, right, you know? Right. it's like, why don't you stay with one? So, um, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, it's a husband in the priestly order of the Lord is what matters. Amen. That's so good. The, uh, that's, 
you know, in, in teaching, teaching about marriage, I've only been married seven years, so like I, hmm. I, don't, I, don't ha- I don't own the corner of the market, I, I could admit that. But hmm. the thing that, that if I am ever giving any marital advice, hmm. it's always to understand God's design hmm. and understand the, the, the covering mm-hmm. that a husband is over a wife and that God, and that God the Father is over the whole family. Yeah. And you're so right to say that it's, if, the, if the father isn't modeling what it means to, for Jesus to love his bride, because mm. that's what marriage is, it's a perfect picture of Jesus loving his church, mm. Jesus loving his bride to the point of death, and it's not some feel-good love, but the kind of love that leads you to bleed out. Mm. Um, if, a, if a son or a daughter doesn't see that, a picture of that, yeah. Then they don't they don't get the picture of Jesus. Mm. So that, that's really cool. Yeah. It's not fatherlessness. Right. It's I mean they have fathers, they had to have, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I know there's certain circumstances that, that, that may come about, but that's that is the standard. And and we've become a culture where um you know, the, the, the standard can be moved. You know, it's like who is God to impose the standard? We can we can be fathers according I can be a mother and be a father. Yeah, it's like, and, and, we, and we're coming into that dynamic uh, against what the, the, one of the first things that God said about you. Look, I made you male, I made you female, and now we're in this generation. Well, I mean, this, this is not a new thing. Mm. You know, this, that whole thing has been challenged. You know, they've been challenging God. Mankind's been challenging God on that. You know, as far, even as far back as Sodom and Gomorrah, and even before that, even before Noah, they've been challenging God on that. And, um, but when you can have that and you can determine, you know, you know, that's why the commandment says, honor thy father and mother, not honor thy father and father, honor thy mother and mother, honor your parents, whatever your parents decided they can be or whatever role they're going to play. You know, and that's, you know, and that's even another thing. You know, we're coming up uh, generations of moms saying, you know, I have to be both the mommy and the daddy, mommy and the daddy. When you, when you keep saying that, no wonder these people are gender confused now. Mm. You know, they're looking at their mom raising it. It's like, okay, so if you could be both mom and dad, well, I guess I can be both male and female and whatever I decide in between. So it's no coincidence that, you know, we just come into this generation where people are so confused about these things because that's what they're inundated with all the time. And we also need to understand, you know, if I may, this is not new. The the word of God has given us the heads up on this from a long time ago, you know, that, uh, you know, like I said, this is coming from the all science Excuse me, I get passionate. I start spitting and stuff. Um, you know, we talk about the all science and stuff. Like, the owner out there is your, your wife. So like, it's like I'm used to it. <laughs> but uh, you know, and and here it is. These people are challenging the all science, claiming to be science. Like, man, DNA don't do that. You know, DNA don't do that. Yeah, why are you being in denial? <laughs> but you know, that's where we are. Well, let's drill down into that a little bit because I think that your question about mm-hmm. the fatherhood that turned into husbandhood, right? right? Mm-hmm. And you didn't have a father. Mm-hmm. So you're married, you're not a Christian, and you get saved, and Carrie gets saved, and mm-hmm. how Jesus teach you to be a husband, man, that you needed to be? Were, were you before, mm-hmm. did you, were you already aspiring to that mm-hmm. as an unbeliever? Like, man, I, I want to be this, mm-hmm. you know, this great husband. Right. I mean, and, and then how'd that morph into your walk with Jesus in your yeah. marriage. She dragged me kicking and screaming to church. She it's did. Her fault. It's her fault. Lord, you gave me this woman. It's the woman that you gave me. That's where it all started. You blaming her. You starting to sound like Adam, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, well, you know, um, I, I, I reckon we, you know, we go in with the intention. You know, we go right. with detention, man. We're going to be this husband. We're yeah. going to be the best husband, all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, no one's born like, I want to be a Debbie Dad. Right, like, yeah. I, yeah. I want to be a rotten husband. Right, right, right. Right. Um, but, you know, um, and on a side note, you know, I, I, I would think that, you know, one of the reasons why we have gotten along so well is because she gets me. It's like, no, nah, man, it's, it's not because she gets me. It's because of her pursuit of getting the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it comes down to. I mean, it used, before we really understood that, you know, we, 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 uh, we didn't start off as Christians. And, um, but we, we, we believed in God, you know, but, and we knew about this nice guy, Jesus. We just didn't have that, you know, I guess that extra thing that made him say, but we don't see him as God. But, um, you know, but we saw God in the midst of what we were doing, but you know, that's not enough. God says, Hey, this is my son. Listen to him. And, um, it really comes down to realizing that my love sucks. 
You know, and that's why God, God's not some egomaniac that says, you have to love me, you have to love me. He's simply saying, yeah, love me. I'm the author of love. You want to learn how to love right? You got to love me, yeah. right? That's what it takes, man. It's, it's not for my sake, it's for yours. Yeah. Love God with all your heart, mind, and mm-hmm. strength, then love your neighbor as you would yourself because I'm the one who will teach you how to do it. Mm-hmm. So from there, it's just like, okay, I'm, I'm not really good at this. I don't care how much love I think that I have, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not good at this right? I need your help. Matter of fact, how about you just take over? Mm -hmm. I am going to use my sovereign choice, my, my, my free will to say that it's your will. Love her through me, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Just let me, let me learn how to walk in this, you know, just go ahead. I'll I'll be your puppet. I don't Mm -hmm. mind. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not above that. You go ahead and you do it. Mm -hmm. Right. And that it's like, you think it's like, okay, you know, we was, we was pretty happy. We was pretty banging before. But you look back on it and say, uh, nah, not like this. Yeah. Not like this. When you, when you give it to him to do it, man, it's like, okay, now, now this, is, this, is the, this is the jam right here. Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. Mm, that's it, great. It's a realizing that, that it, it, it's, it doesn't come from you is mm. the, most, <laughs> the most releasing, just like, all right, I don't have to strive to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, and granted, there's disciplines involved in it all, but at the end of the day, when you realize that it's, it's not, there's nothing in me, Micah, that can do, do good and like figure this out on my own. Mm-hmm. And it comes down to just how much, how much do you know God? Because mm-hmm. when you have a, an accurate understanding of God and, mm-hmm. and a growing relationship mm-hmm. with him in that sanctification process, well, then it just overflows. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and the, the, Lord, the Lord takes care Lord takes care of working through you, but you have to you have to be in that in that conversation daily with mm-hmm, him. Daily, and that's something that you know, Rick. I'm 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 so grateful for you, man, because you you're like it's not enough just to be. It, it is. It, it's enough to be in, in the Lord's word, but how much more profitable to be to be talking about God's word with with your people daily, hmm. and you're you've been so encouraging on the staff and just like, guys, like don't get so busy that you, that you forget to, to spend time as a team mm-hmm. in the word of God. And, and I see how that is just absolutely instrumental because we think, we think we got it all figured out mm-hmm. and we think our, we think our steps are, are all planned out and everything's good. And we're going to do this live stream with these people on this time for episode 184. But you know, the Lord's like, Lord's like, no, no, yeah. it's not. And then it, it's not that it really changes the circumstances, mm. changes the perspective True. Yeah. in those circumstances. Because yeah. now I go like, oh, Lord, you're trying to do something else. Mm. Not, Lord, like, what the heck? I, I had a plan, and now you're messing with it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the, the going, God, you're, you're, you've modeled this for me already, yeah. and I, I'm, just, I'm just following you. Yeah. You know, there's a fascinating perspective, and it's in a backhanded way when the Lord is calling the the false gods and those who worship them on the carpet, and He goes through this list of them, and then He says, "And you become like that which you worship." Mm. Mm. And if you worship money, you begin to reflect that ugliness, you know, yeah. the greed. Mm. And if you re- you know worship the bottle, or, I mean, whatever you, whatever is the chief passion of your life when you give yourself to it, you begin to morph into yeah. looking and taking on those characteristics. Yeah. So when he tells us to worship him, mm-hmm. that is also true. We yes. begin to, yeah, we, we begin to take on his characteristics. Mm-hmm. And that's what it says in second Corinthians three eighteen, right? That if we behold with unveiled faces, the glory of the Lord, mm-hmm. we will be transformed metamorphosis. Yeah, man. The metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's the thing, you know, for our marriage and my wife and I, as young Christians, we both understood that we, we can't love each other first. We got to love Jesus first because we're not going to have the love to give to each other. Yeah. If we try to love each other first and him second, it's like my wife knows and I know uh, from her perspective, Jesus is number one. You're number two, babe. Yeah. And she knows this. I mean, for me, I'm yeah. number two. And it's only in that place where you're drawing off this reservoir of just think about it limitless love 
My, my love's right. like this. Totally. I mean, I stub my toe at 7.30 in the <laughs> gone. morning. It's gone. It's, gone. A, it's toast. Love is, <laughs> has know? left. And, but the limitless love of God right. as we worship yeah. him. And, and if, I, if I may real quick also, um, in putting God first, mm-hmm. that has to be with like everything, man. Because, you know, just like we were talking about, you were talking from work to, to marriage, mm-hmm. um, you have to put politics. God, you know, politics, <laughs> yeah. and especially yeah. politics, right, man, because, right, yeah. you know, you got people out there, you know, they'll put their marriage before God. That's why, that's why it's a funny thing when God says, yeah, people going to be eating, they're going to be drinking, you know, they're going to be marrying. It's like, what's wrong with those things? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with eating? What's wrong with it? It's, God's like, because people seek fulfillment in these things. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look like you have to be filled by your food, when you feel like you have to be filled by your drink or whatever it is that you may, you know, indulge in, you seek fulfillment, even in your marriage. And a lot of marriages fall apart because it's like, I'm looking for you to complete me. Yes. Right. You know, and just like you were talking about this reflection, it's yeah. like you're looking at these reflections yeah. in each other. Yeah. And if you're not looking for the image of God, to yeah. these things to, 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 to seek fulfillment in, mm-hmm. you'll tear each other apart. You know, it's like, you you can't fulfill me. Right. So even with, or or when people say the most important thing in my life are my kids, it's like, no, 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 that's idolatry. Mm. It's like the first, the the, the, the more important than your children is supposed to be your wife or your husband, the one that you made them with. And more important than that is supposed to be the one who puts you two together to create the life with. Mm -hmm. So, but we get these orders like totally backwards. And it's like kids before kingdom, career before kingdom, politics before kingdom, craft Mm -hmm. before kingdom. We put all these things before the kingdom Mm -hmm. and all these things will erode a culture starting from, you know, between your personal relationships mm-hmm. to, and then it expands the territory from there to a national level, level where we're tearing these things apart because we put everything mm-hmm. before the kingdom yep. and Amen. we just do it totally backwards and we think that this is supposed to work. It don't work. Amen. And some, the, the hierarchy of the priorities mm-hmm. is so important because when you put God first, mm-hmm. um, and I've heard Rob say this a bunch of times, when you put God first, he really likes to shake up everything under that. Because uh, when, when, when your priority is the Lord and kingdom of God, mm. like sometimes God's like, hey, unfortunately today your job's more important than hanging out with your family. And you're like, all right, like I'll, I'll do that. Like I'll, I just have to do that today. And sometimes God's like, hey, like you need to do this. And he reorganizes your priorities, but it's only healthy mm. if you're going to him and seeking that. Because when you just go like, hey, look, I'll never let my I'll never let my relationship with my my kids. Um, I'll never let my my work interfere with my relationship with, with my kids. And then you're like, well, sometimes you're if everyone's honest, sometimes your work has to interfere with your relationship with your kids. Like everyone doesn't have the ability to just be like, sorry, like I, I can't come to work today. It interferes with my relationship with my kids. Like no, it just doesn't exist. But the Lord's created this where in that umbrella of like God. I just trust you, mm. and I put, I put you as my number one priority, and then he's like, all right, I'll take care of the rest. And your priority, and obviously you have the structure, mm. but it, it's, it's not always this, like, cut and dry, perfectly man-made, like, pyramid of mm. how, how, and especially, man, in this season, and I think this is a good place to kind of wrap up, is we talk about idolizing good things. Mm-hmm. You talk about making good things God things. Mm-hmm. We love to do that in this church, if any, with politics. Mm. And I was putting together a voter guide today and like, it's so easy to get so fired up and so wrapped up about mm. the good things. And you're like, mm. you're like, man, this is the, like, and, and it, it's, it consumes you. Mm. And, and you're, you're worshiping the, t- the things that you, you, you put in all your time, all your treasures and all your talents in. And God is calling us to not identify with our politics before we identify with the Lord. Right. It's the other way around. And we're on, we're on fire. We're passionate mm-hmm. about, about a godly nation. Mm. But that only comes from the foundation of God. That yeah. only, if it's not God, then you're just, you're just uh, advocating for people that are just like you. And, like you're just, and it, just personally, you get, so, you get so bitter because things in politics never go the way that, like, mm. not never, but oftentimes don't go the way you want. So if you have this skewed view of, of what your number one goal is, which is ultimately to follow the Lord, oh. then it's really, it's really easy to just be completely depressed. And, sure. and it, it, leads to, it, it leads to a place where you're not fulfilled because nothing will fulfill you outside, mm-hmm. outside of God. No, definitely not. And, and that, <clears throat> that includes the political arena yeah. as well. And um, 
You know, you got... Oh, no, I was just, I was just going to say, and the caveat is that that cannot lead you to a place of apathy. Right. Because I think that's the, common, sure. that's the common mistake, is you go like, oh, well, I just worship God, and he's got everything in control, so I don't have to do anything, right? Yeah. And he's like, no. Yeah, that don't that's work. not the case. Yeah, or, or the God is on the throne and stuff like that. Yeah. And I say, yeah, God's on the throne, and from his thrones, he gives instructions. Right. <laughs> There's yeah, some yeah. things that we're supposed to do to, uh, to, to maintain you know, the, the liberty that he's blessed us with. And see, that's, that's, it comes back to that standard, man. Um, because a lot of people out there, they love, they love the idea of America because of liberty, mm-hmm. right? Just like anything else, liberty according to what? You know, because everybody's got these, you know, different ideas concerning liberty. And it turns out where people start, you know, they vote according to what they think they have the liberty to do or what they feel entitled to do and stuff like that. And, um, and the Lord's like, yeah, you might want to square that by me. I'm the author of liberty. I am liberty. You know, that's, um, I am freedom. It's like my first commandment. I am the Lord, your God, who led you out of Egypt. Egypt itself means bondage. I lead you to liberty. It's my law that you're supposed to be free, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, but if you don't understand that about God, then you'll make up an idol called liberty. And you'll assume liberty can be whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And that is what leads to tyranny, you know, and I, I, you know, I see people, you know, they love liberty and they, they like sayings like, you know, uh, the tree of liberty needs to be fed with the blood of tyrants. It's like, hey, that sounds really good. I like the way that sounds. However, by saying that the tree of liberty needs to be fed by the blood of tyrants, what you're saying is that the blood of Christ wasn't sufficient. You know, the Lord is that tree of life. His blood is already what was needed. You know, so in that we don't need to make up these ideas of what liberty is aside from who God is. And when we do, that's when you have people just going in. It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote for this because this is what I feel like I'm entitled to do. And it could be abortion. It could be uh, the perversions of marriage. It could be, um, you know, more taxation against our constitution and against the, you know, the word of God itself. And we end up with all these things that people feel entitled to because that's what they think liberty is. It's like, no, man. You got to balance that out, man. You got to square liberty. That way it's really liberty for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and you just not this liberty that's in, that we all have to cater to for this, you know, that's, that's not freedom. Yeah, for sure. There's one, one good question. I want to, I want to, I want to end on this. We got a couple minutes left. Um, and I just, I want to hear your perspective on this. This question is how do you y'all or <laughs> y'all. Zoe, we'll just say Zoe, uh, <laughs> think we should bring Jesus into the culture. Um, and everyone's heard me say, talk about that and Rob talk about that. So how do you, how do you think the, an efficient way mm. to bring Christ into culture is? Um, I, get, you know, I actually get in trouble for this answer. Yeah, good. Um, but the Lord says, you know, when he's, given his, uh, when he's given his lesson, he's like, look, man, the children of the light, I'm just paraphrasing here, but I don't think I'm t- taking too many liberties. Um, when he's talking to the dishonest manager, He's like, look, man, the children of the light can't sell it. You got to adopt the ways of the children of the age. Not for their means, not to be able to, not to take what it is that they have and their methods and stuff like that for the worldly means, but basically use what it is that they're doing. All things you know, all men. Right? Use these things. And the culture right now, a lot of the culture is given over, you know, to imagination. Reason isn't, isn't like so much, uh, you know, you're looking at it as like, man, I don't see where that's reasonable. And... A lot of these things, even their imaginations concerning Jesus, you know, God is, you know, you know, so Jesus, like we were talking about Romans 13, they have these imaginations about what that means. Uh, imaginations about Jesus being this all accepting hippie who's, who, who, who's all, cause like, no, Jesus is not some all, he's actually quite conditional, really. And he's not, if he was some all accepting hippie, he would have just stayed on his cozy throne and just let us do whatever he wants. But no, he came out here to die to say, you're not coming into my kingdom over my dead body, literally, right? So it's like, he's not this all accepting person. And, but Yeshua's like, look, you can do this in a way. Just watch what the children of, of the age are doing. See what they're doing and apply that. What are they doing? They're, they're in the school systems. They're in the, in the entertainment media. They're appealing. It's like people are looking at their phones all day, wanting their imagination stroked. It's like, okay, the Lord is telling us, make a new song. Be innovative in your music. Be creative. Be compelling. Use what they're using. The, it's like the devil is the prince in the power of the air and he's controlling whatever's traveling over the air right now. Get in the way of that. 
You know, get it. It's like run some interference. I need you guys to put that creativity to work. You know you serve a creative God, right? Well, put that, if, and if you're not creative, start supporting people who are. Seek them out. Put them to work and, and get them out there to challenge that narrative. You know, Netflix shouldn't be blowing up the way that they're blowing. Hulu and stuff like that. Why don't you guys, and you know, and of course, you know, there are people like Pure Flix that are being, you know, that are very prolific in their productions. However, you know, I don't want to step on any toes or anything like that, but it's like, look, man, this stuff gets kind of wishy-washy, all right? Because this stuff, no matter how kind and gentle Jesus that you might want to make him out to be, these ideas become policy. People take those same kind of views and they take them into vote. And what will happen is that your liberty that I blessed you with is going to get voted away. You're going to have to... Tell people who I am and start maybe making it a little bit greedy, you know, because people are, they're given over to, to this imagination of who I am. And it's like, when they start reading about me, it's like, no, no, I think you think you got me a little bit wrong there. Mm-hmm. And when, now, and I'm just, may say this, when you find out who I actually am, then your love for me is going to go next level. Amen. L- love me according to who I say, I, I say I am, not who you imagine I am. I'm going to rock your world, man. Amen. So that talking about support, mm. those who are creative, mm. there isn't a there isn't a a non-creative bone in your body. And so when you talk about supporting those, I don't know if there's a more sophisticated way of saying that. <laughs> I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> but um, we talk about supporting those who are creative, supporting those who are willing to step out there. Um, you got tens of thousands of subscribers on YouTube. You got tens of thousands of uh, followers on on Twitter. And so, guys, um, this is that opportunity. This is what the Lord's doing. This is, this, is the, this is the guy, not the only guy, but the guy right now that the Lord's using. So, so go support Zoe, um, bronzeservantmedia.com. You can, from there, you guys can get to his YouTube, you can get to his Twitter, all the content that you're so faithful to, to create. And um, the Lord's been faithful in your life, and I'm stoked to see the fruit from it. I'm stoked that... You're here. Uh, sorry that Rob's not here. You got me instead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no apologies, but, there, right? but we will we will have you back if you're so gracious to come back and and we'll time it with Rob and you guys can you guys chop it up. All right, man. Maybe cigar. No. Yeah. I can't have to spend the weekend jam through worship, dude. Play some That's drums. what I'm talking about. We'll make it happen, man. Yeah, you we'll had me at jam. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Well, uh, as as a tradition, uh, first I'm gonna I'm gonna pray for you, thank you, and your family, and then um, we're gonna read a, a blessing from number six. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll pray now, and then we'll close. Father, thank you so much for Zoe, Lord. Thank you that you've um, you've ordained him. You've you've brought him to a place where he is creative for you, Lord. And I, I pray that you continue to inspire in him creativity, Lord. Would you give him strength and wisdom. Lord, would you open up all the avenues, Lord, in, in media. Lord, would you open those avenues for him? God, as it seems like there are so, um, so darkly controlled, Lord, would you give him a, a way in in all of those avenues, Lord, that you've blessed him with? Lord, continue to, to be with his family, Lord, and bless him and his wife as, as they co-labor together um, for no other reason than to bring you glory. So, Father, thank you for them. Thank you for Zoe. Lord, thank you for this precious night. And uh, we can't wait to have him back in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, number six, 24 through 26, uh, to you guys as I read it to you, uh, I pray that you read it back to us and specifically back to Zoe. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. And so guys, um, as episode one, 190, tomorrow's 191. We're real close on the studio. Maybe, I'm not even going to say it. We're real close on the studio. We're, uh, we're working hard. The, the, the tech team is doing an amazing job. Dave, uh, you're the man. You're a rock star. Uh, so Isaac, you're all right. And then uh, the <laughs> Kelly, you're awesome. Um, uh, the whole team here is, is doing an awesome job. And so we're excited for the new studio and we'll be in there soon. Rob is um, not here on Sunday, and I'm always scared to say that because people tend... Tell them who the special guest is, though. I, mean, I know. 
Huh? The special guest is Kurt Cameron. It's going to be radical. Uh, he's going to be teaching. He has, uh, he sent me his notes. He sent me his notes um, yesterday, and it's going to be so cool. Uh, so you guys are in for a Don't treat. Don't want to miss it. Don't want to miss Don't it. Don't want to miss it. Uh, three services on Sunday, 9, 11, and 1. Uh, we'll see you back. We'll be live. Uh, it might be pre-recorded tomorrow night, but either way, we'll see you at 7 p.m. tomorrow night on our YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit the bell. Don't forget bronzeserpentmedia.com. The link to that is in the description. Also in the title, you see uh, Zoe's YouTube channel. You can just click the title and it'll bring you straight there. Subscribe to him as well. We love you and we will see you tomorrow night and Sunday morning. Peace out.